Well, okay, so we started having a conversation at my job actually about uh, Veggie Tales and how the Mormons bought Veggie Tales. Did y'all know this? Did they? What? Yeah, and I. That's fascist. Yeah, the the Mormons bought Veggie Tales and have had it for a while, which is like bl- blows me the fuck away. At the very least, they did have it for the period of time of articles that I was reading online. And what? I wanted so, to call it VeggieTales. Anywhere Tales. between now and like 1998. Right, yeah, cool. yeah. in the Latter-day Seasonings is the only... <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one, good one I could come up with, but I had to share. Dude, VeggieTales kind of whips, man. Like, uh, Absolutely not. I, I am a fucking like, exposed... I'm I'm opposed to the heretical idea that biblical characters can be vegetables. Uh, uh, they can only be bread and wine. Uh, no, uh, veggie tales are absolute. Like, I, we're going to expose those fucking vegetables for being a part of the underground pedophilia ring. <laughs> veggie tales it, isn't Catholic, Parker. I. It's like a they were. They were before the Mormons got. There. No, they were never Catholic. Trust I, me, I, I know. I know. I, you saying tomatoes aren't Catholic? I get that cucumbers <laughs> are not Catholic. Okay. Tomato, <laughs> I, well, so tomatoes, you know, Italians, Italians yeah. can be Catholic. Um, uh, little known fact, they can also be Protestant. Um, but Mussolini cleared up that problem back in the day. That's he what saved I mean. us. And that was a pr- and Veggie Tales is post Mussolini Italy. So I think th- I, I'm seeing the that's the not... threads line up. No, actually, so so I figured it out. So the tomatoes are Italian, but they're all Gladio operators. So no, no, we have to nix all of this now. It can't even be on Discord servers because we will absolutely all be murdered. Many months has come and gone since Red I Star wandered over Oklahoma, from Oklahoma's most Republican Oklahoma podcast. Hills where I was born. Yet I keep doing crime. Many a page of life has turned, man. many a lesson I have learned. Well, I feel like in those hills I still belong. We be doing crime. They are revisionists and there are reactionaries. We just can't make it a witch and suit thing. Hills where I was born. This is Red Star over Oklahoma. Oklahoma's now we're down yonder in Indian Nation. The cowboy's life is my occupation. And there's Oklahoma. Hills where I was born. I'm Adam Burnett and this week we have Paul Roberts, Stephen Lastman, and nobody else. Uh, and this is Red Star Yikes. over Oklahoma. Wait, hold on. Yikes. No, you were canceled. Oh, was I? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I did you, you canonically You've been shadow banned from the podcast. Yeah, yeah, you can talk, <laughs> but we just can't hear you. <laughs> Fair enough. You're like you're like yeah. at communism kills, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, listener, it's just me and you on this podcast actually today. <laughs> you could just try and sell supplements over us talking. It's actually gonna be really helpful to our bottom line. I've Parker, got uh, Parker is going to he's going to explain how the internet works to you. It's a series of tubes. That's the extent of its computer knowledge. It's actually like the Gaza tunnels. Okay. <laughs> this week we're going to be talking about basically exclusively Oklahoma news um because Oklahoma's kind of been in the center of the news and also because uh things are still a nightmarish hell world where there is a global pandemic. Uh we're going to start with a discussion of the comeback of the year. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Trump's speech in Tulsa, and then we're going to wrap it up with a discussion of the upcoming elections on Tuesday, which is kind of a, a misnomer because it, it, it it's just a, a single ballot provision that's a, a, a 
a vote. So and and primaries. Oh, and primaries, yeah. Uh, but then we'll move on to the conservative reading series for the week. So let's jump in right into Oklahoma news, Mister Nelson. Well, we're Shadow not going to start, gentlemen. We're not going to start with Oklahoma news. Um, we're going to start with Florida um, because we are talking about COVID. And um, I, I well, first of all, I've never actually seen a picture of Mayor Holt for Oklahoma City. Um, not at all what I thought he looked like. Um, he looks like a very like squeamish, just constantly anxiety ridden, like frail white guy. Um, How have you never seen a photo of your mayor? I am not really sure. I, because mayors are real. Um, but in like, wait, wait, hold on. I want to explore that comment a little further. <laughs> are they like birds, Parker? Yeah, absolutely. Been- they're they're sent to regulate. No, we'll get into it in a second, right? So, Flo- Florida, first of all, has issued a um, mask, like 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 requiring you to wear masks in the majority of the counties um, when you're going out anywhere. Um, recently. And uh, I was privy to watching a lot of internet footage uh, because I had nothing to do of um, people who showed up to uh, their representative um, city council meetings and complained. Um, and I have some quotes for you all uh, of, of wait, of, wait, of, wait, wait. Quick question: Was it just like that scene when Nandor goes to the city council and what we do in the shadows? And, <laughs> and he's just like spouting insane bullshit, and they're just like, I oh, sir, this is." Your souls, children, I'm... for a thousand years, unless you give me back my ancestral home of the Applebee's. And and they're all just like, uh, so this is a zoning meeting about uh, provision 2B. Uh, we're open to discussions of takeover on Mondays and Thursdays in the third week of the month. Uh, if you could come back then with those comments, we'd really appreciate it. And the, and the person just wants to kill themselves. <laughs> I assume that's uh, what it was like. It's pretty close. Um, but I have some some choice ones that I saved for you all. Um, the first one is I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't wear underwear. Shit's got to breathe. So thank she you. Imply- Wait, is is that is that person implying that their pants are constantly filled with shit and it's important <laughs> people can yeah. smell it? Yes. <laughs> I believe the- <laughs> so. But thank you, ma'am. We appreciate your contribution to this list. Um, uh, another one was they want to throw. This was from like a, an elderly white woman in her sixties. Uh, they want to throw God's wonderful breathing system out the door. They're all you're all turning your backs on it, um, which was also phenomenal. Uh, and that, then that lady, incidentally, is three years away from being on a, a, a respirator. Yeah, it's gonna it, be it, really fun when she turns down her ventilator because she's like, "I trust God's breathing plan for me." Well, they no. did jump directly into God. There, like, there, there is another version of that too, which is uh, the woman still smoking cigarettes, but just holding the oxygen <laughs> mask far enough away that she doesn't blow the house <laughs> up because that's a powerful energy. Can you imagine, like, like somebody, like some old cigarette addicted lady, some like uh, northeastern coast uh, Republican who lives in uh, Florida in the summer who gets put on a ventilator and is like, "I need to take it down to the smoker's <laughs> part of the hospital <laughs> every thirty minutes." Well, what you don't understand, though, uh, on that note, is that uh, there was somebody who posted on Reddit that was like, "I'm living in forty twenty, and they just had like a like a Huggies uh, like a like wet nap." like mask that they had fashioned where they're just opening the lid to smoke a cigarette. It was, it was pretty, I saw, I saw it was I was, a one. I was driving recently. 
Sunday on one of the hotter days here in Oklahoma, and I was driving down on Southwest Boulevard, and I saw a woman walking, and she had cut a hole in a surgical mask to put her cigarette in. And I was like, well, that, that kind of defeats the purpose then, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Because so, she so had just you, cut a hole get... in her mouth. I, I'm pretty what, sure I called you, you when that happened, Carl. Get, when you get single-use masks and single cigarettes, tape around the hole so it's still airtight, and then you can smoke your cigarette through the mask. They're one use, but it works. Either well, but that also, or get, get, the, get one of the things for, oh god, I can't even, nah. Pass the cigarette head. the cigarette filter keeps all the bad parts of it keeps the cigarette COVID smoke out. out, so it'll keep the COVID out. Like, right, right, exactly. If you That's only breathe through the cigarette. Yeah, exactly. I think the next step in this debate is uh, to do what all good socialists do, which is point at scientists and demand. Oh yeah, um, no. and and no, I think we so, need to point at all the scientists and just demand that they put uh, jewel attachments into the ventilators <laughs> no. so that we can jewel while we're on the ventilator. Uh, they're just blasting big, big, big chewy clouds on a ventilator in the hospital, and they're like, "Sir, this is a Wendy's." Okay, <laughs> so I in here. No, I no. did test. I tested it. You can jewel through masks. Mm-hmm. No, you're not no, a fucking no, asshole no. about it. <laughs> See, so so move, moving on, we have we have some more quotes here. Um, uh, uh, jumping right into the god, there was like uh, every single one of you is obeying the devil's laws. Uh, that you're going to be arrested. You, doctor, are going to be arrested for crimes against humanity. You're removing our freedoms and stomping on our constitutional rights by these communist dictatorship orders requiring us to wear masks. This isn't Cuba. That was a good one. Yeah, it's not uh, Cuba. It's a shitty healthcare system. God damn it! I, I, I love that Cuba is is right now being like, uh, yeah, no Americans can come here because you all are fucking licking doorknobs and do not understand how anything works. Also, Cuba is like, we cured, we're like curing cancer and AIDS. Do you think yeah. we can't handle this? We're not <laughs> Cuba because we're not preparing to send like five thousand doctors to the global south for their COVID spike. We're not Cuba because we're not preparing to send thousands of doctors to the global north for their COVID spike. (laughs) Being like, oh, Italy, infinitely more developed than Cuba. We are capable to send doctors to you during a pandemic. Okay. How about yourself? No, no, Italy was never, never more developed than Cuba. (laughs) (laughs) Northern Italy. In Northern Italy, they're so developed that uh, the kind of street harassment during, like, no, eighty-six no, AD, where, no. where Rome had it on Cuba. Okay, if you've <laughs> ever if you've ever been to Northern Italy, you know that they have developed uh, technologies of street harassment so advanced that it's like that. You know that whenever somebody does that joke and they're like, "Italy, if like the future, if I ate my vegetables as a kid," and it's just like that. But then it says, "Italy, if Southern Italy was given to Libya like it deserved to be," and that's it's a photo of Northern Italy, right? Because it's so advanced. You know, you'd be shocked. Okay, I have two. I have two more for you. Uh, one, um, we're gonna start uh, still on on the on the thread of God. So it's there. They say uh, you cannot escape God. I'm gonna say that again. You cannot escape God. Not with a mask or six feet. Six feet is military protocol. Trying to get people to train them for when the cameras and five Gs come out. What? They're gonna scan everybody? We gotta get scanned? We gotta get temperatures taken? The kids have to go to school wearing masks? Are you insane? Are you crazy? I think all you should be in a psych ward right the heck now. I love the heck. That's a good touch. That's like that's how you know it's legit. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And straight from the cave dweller's mouth. 
throwing throwing in the 5G, right? Throwing in the military protocol. I mean, it's like total dystopia, which is good. I'm glad we're basically there. Um, and then the last person just jumped straight to pedophilia, which was oh, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. good. Much of our communication is nonverbal, including facial expressions, gestures, and physical distance between the communicators. How will young children be able to know who the dangerous deviant characters are, like pedophiles and sex traffickers? That's, okay, that's so true is that uh, children are very good at recognizing skull shapes to determine who the pedophiles are. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you gotta look out for the really papiest garb, you know. They can look at facial symmetry. You can't see their lips. <laughs> the lips are how you know who's a sexual deviant and not. Right, they have to breathe <laughs> through their mouth. Actually, like, is, that is, pedophiles are able to hide their mustache, and that's <laughs> that's how they're able to <laughs> deceive children. Oh, but um, okay. So I do I'll, have I'll, to say, I, wait, yeah. I have to say one thing about that quote. They are correct in that. The first time I went out of my house, like since all of this started and was anywhere in public that wasn't the grocery store. You um, lost child. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> strike that from the record. Um, everybody, it was a it was a it was a BLM protest. It was the first one here in DC. Um, and I could not talk to people. I was just like, I have no idea what any of you are saying. I was not aware how important facial cues are for my communication. So it's kind of true. Could not tell who was a pedophile before that, though. You know, I, I'm not. No, I, right. I, 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 didn't I don't buy that from Sharper Image. I've got a wand, then it beeps as you get closer to one. <laughs> yeah, don't you know if the government catches them, they're like eagles. If the government catches them, they put a big rubber tag under their ear. See, I, <laughs> thought, I thought it was more like it's like one of those pope or bishop wands, and that's how they find priests. You know, they're like you're good that's to be a priest. It's called a crozier, and that's a that's an older form of the technology. <laughs> <laughs> that's where that's where it initiated. Those were uh, mostly used for selecting the the ripest young boys. <laughs> oh God! So go, going why, into why didn't you say ripe? Yeah, going, yeah, yeah, uh, because that's what their purpose was. <laughs> Moving, moving on to the actual story. Um, uh, Oklahoma has uh, seen huge rises in COVID because we absolutely flattened the curve enough <laughs> to beat the virus to the degree that, um, yeah, uh, don't 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 call it a comeback. Um, we a little did background, it. folks. Uh, Adam definitely has COVID right now and is not allowed <laughs> to leave his house. <laughs> may or may not have been exposed. It yeah. Is... So. Listen. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, about a test result. I'm gonna go ahead and put the blame where it is absolutely due, and it is 100% not in Oklahoma City. It is entirely on fucking Tulsa. Um, the top 10 Oklahoma zip codes for the increases uh, of COVID-19 cases from Saturday to today, Tulsa and vicinity accounts for all top 10 zip codes. OKC Metro had no zip codes on the list, thus uh, keep eating ass, OKC. Okay, one. Sorry, one, we like one. the party. One, yeah, one, sorry that we like to party. Two, uh, I'm sorry that like all of the coolest zip codes are in Tulsa and that everyone wants a 918 bucket. Like, what? Like, the, well, the, okay, why so, are we um, measuring things by the first three digits of our cell phone numbers anyway? That's not I a mean, good category. For first of all, that's an area code that is not a zip code, Adam. I don't, I'm sorry no, to break that to you. Those are digits. <laughs> Exactly. You said that is a zip code, and that's what that is. is yeah, every, you, every, you zip every, to the cell phone number. That's how you do that. You zip down those first three numbers, and yeah, every, yeah, exactly, the rest exactly. every 
Every zip code in Tulsa starts with 918, Parker. You yeah, fucking that, idiot. That, that, you that moron. Sure. Did you not know that? <laughs> uh, I'm learning something new every single day. Um, but what I don't need to learn is uh, looking at a graph saying that Jinx and Broken Arrow are the top two. So, oh, yeah, of listen, course. They kiss of course. Open, okay? <laughs> they, How else? Okay. The, the uncle magic happening in those cities is more powerful yeah. than COVID, okay? Yeah. Motherfucker. Oh. So, uh, but Dude, regardless. Jinx reunion, dog? You think they're not going to have that football game? And when you go to that football game, you kiss every wife's, every other man's wife on the mouth? That's what you do. And then you kiss your sons on the mouth, but you don't kiss the cheerleaders because that's weird. You let the teachers kiss the cheerleaders because that's not weird. And then you have a bad day in the Tulsa world. That is what suburban life is about. And you will not hate on the most important part of Oklahoma culture. Right. Jenks and Broken Arrow, sir. Well, you might get a little bit program. of the taste of the, the, the Cabernet Sauvignon in the... Uh, uh, <laughs> in the <laughs> In the Yeti or in the uh, uh, preferably actually, the uh, Cabernet has actually been canceled. Uh, it's just Cab Sav now. So oh, I'll, is it just Cab Sav? Excuse me. It's just Cab Sav now. Is I'll Pinot Grigio uh, shortened as well? Uh, yeah, but it is actually yeah, yeah. made longer. It's Pinot Grigio. That's a whole different conversation. I thought it was Pin Grige. I just know? thought it was Pin Grige, yeah. No, no, no. protesters are right about you godless, you know, mask-wearing types. Because you're criticizing places like Jinx and Broken Arrow. The God-fearing folks who are brave enough in the midst of this pandemic to cram into a prefabricated shed and all, like, share some cucumber water with each other and rock out to some like repurposed 90s hits where you replace Jesus's name with a chick's name <laughs> in a hair metal song. Oh, yeah. Rocklahoma was canceled. RIP Rocklahoma. I really wanted to go. Oh my God. Rocklahoma is a working class institution. None, no one from Janks or Broken Arrow goes to Rocklahoma. No, they do not go to them. Um, that is, um, I, as, 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 a, as a rowdy teenager, I... Can, the statute of limitations has passed. I can admit to this one. I broke into that motherfucker. I snuck in there like <laughs> seven or eight different times. I knew all the people who were working the ticket stands, and we would just wave to each other as I walked through the turnstile. Because what the fuck? They were my friends from high school. Because it is, it, I have relatives who I could hear Rocklahoma from their back porch when it happened. Well, it to to right the Jinx and Broken Arrow crowd, the Trump rally was their Rocklahoma. <laughs> friends are running this shit. They can get us in for free. Uh, so, uh, have I? Speaking about Mayor Holt, um, I have some choice uh, quotes um, from Mayor Holt that I kind of understand but don't really um, uh, concerning this. First of all, he did blame Tulsa in, in its entirety, um, which is hilarious. <laughs> We're going to have a fucking I-44 war soon. It's going to be TU's football team versus Oklahoma City University's football uh, team, and it will be the worst football game played in the state of Oklahoma. That includes all Roger State University football teams. So, so he could be showdown. He, he first of all said, uh, we're still at the top of the mountain and we need to come down from, but we're no longer climbing it. Um, he he mother, also... Mother, Zarathustra-ass motherfucker <laughs> over here. God damn. So you're seeing... Uh, another one was, uh, so you're seeing these record-setting numbers day after day come out of the state of Oklahoma, but we're a different community and we're not always on the same path as the state. And so right now, we're in a slightly more stable position, it would appear. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, yeah, well. Not to hate on the great state of Oklahoma, but I'm different. 
Yeah, right. uh, R.I.P. to Tulsa. <laughs> We're different. <laughs> Pull up to the Wendy's with the COVID missing. Bruh, uh, bruh this is some 7-Eleven <laughs> bullshit is all I'm fucking saying, <laughs> all right? This is shit that 7-Eleven been doing for a while. You know what? I, I am going to go Actually, ahead and say <laughs> that coronavirus was started by the 7-Eleven Corporation as a way to specifically target quick trips and decimate the Tulsa area. <laughs> destabilizing... The the institution of life giving goodness that is Quick Trip. Seven Eleven are pocket fascists. I have declared. It has so, been declared. I gotta say my piece on 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 that. Um, and and this is this is controversial. This might be heretical, but uh, the fact that Quick Trip, uh, when it started, was just like, please don't lick the roller food. We're going to leave out the entire. <laughs> don't don't do that. Um, maybe actually Quick Trip did fuck up on this, or maybe a deep state 7-Eleven agent infiltrated Quick Trip and convinced them to leave out the roller food and tell all the workers at Quick Trip to continue their standard operating procedure of uh, French kissing everyone who comes in that's not homeless. (laughs) You know nothing about technology because those heat lamps and rollers can kill corona. That's actually the most effective weapon against coronavirus. When I see them at the 15th in Denver location hosing the homeless off, and then recollecting that water to use in the soda fountain, I know (laughs) that what is happening is that I'm getting stronger. When I get a Mountain Dew made of homeless water, it is powerful, okay? I mean, that is a real, that is some real Mountain Dew. Yeah. True to its Appalachian roots. (laughs) So, um, on the topic of, um, uh, uh, like other cities and states uh, having mask requirements. Um, he's, he uh, said that he doesn't believe a mask mandate is realistic, um, that he doesn't know. I don't know if there is such a thing. It's completely unenforceable, and even the states and cities that have claimed to do it have been very clear they have no intention of enforcing it. So. I, love, I love how telling people you have to wear a fucking mask is unenforceable, but charging multiple people for terrorism just because they we're pl- talking about breaking windows they didn't break is possible like are you fucking kidding me mayor holt go back in your goddamn hole and take your fucking maps project with you you go to fucking hell you piece of shit yes it's totally fucking possible it's totally not 100 dr- percent possible if you drink bricktown canal water you're immune to corona <laughs> <laughs> you have to be really careful though because most of the bricktown canal is actually electrified no, if you, if you dip your you entire die. No, no, no. You dip your entire body inside of it, and you come out, and then the entire you don't have to wear a mask at all. Like the, your entire body just has a layer on the outer. You got like a, a protective film around you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's like what the Ironborn do. You know, you have to get baptized. What is dead may never die, right? That's you why have- OKC's rates have been lower, because they've all drank from the the canal. Right. Um, I would and- love some information that, like, because uh, I, I, I am a big believer that correlation does mean causation, and uh, <laughs> I would love to find out that, like, Tulsa had like a slightly higher IQ, and it would just be like, then OKC would be like, well, look, it's smart, targeting smart people, okay, intelligent human <laughs> beings, smart, beautiful people live in Tulsa, and and the, the coronavirus is executing smart, beautiful people. I'm sorry that OKC is so stupid and ugly. Uh, We haven't considered the Tulsa Beacon angle, though. Tulsa is markedly denser than Oklahoma City because of 
the ge geography of the area. And maybe the Tulsa Beacon was right for once. We might have to retract our conservative reading list from last episode. You know, it's possible. I'm not saying it's Those true. It can't be retracted, actually. Those are the only thing that are contractually <laughs> binding in the entire show. And those can't be retracted. Those are actually real and not parody. That was a parody. But normally, the, the conservative reading series aren't parody. Except when I do them. And that's when they are parody. So, um, bring, bringing it back a little bit. I'm going to save the last Mayor Holt quote um, for the closing. Uh, but uh, to, just to switch gears to um, people who we ab absolutely really should listen to. Um, a, uh, according to the Integris Director of Infection Prevention, uh, Dr. David Chisholm, um, he's, he works for, Inte for, for Integris here in the, in the metro area. Uh, he said, we've steadily uh, seen steadily increasing numbers of admissions. Um, we have a number of people on ventilators. We're actually at a higher census now than we've ever been across the entire Integris system. Uh, he said the patients he's seeing are younger than earlier spikes, and he's hopeful that young patients combined with new resources like uh, convalescent plasma, uh, rinomsevere, it will keep the number of deaths low, even, even as hospitalizations continue to increase because he sees, like he said, no slowdown in terms of hospitalizations, um, that he has more tools in his toolbox that he did not have in March and April. Um, but before Thursday, three additional people had died across the metro area of Oklahoma City. Um, from the past three weeks, on Thursday alone, the Oklahoma State Health Department reported three new deaths in, in Oklahoma County. So um, Mayor David Holt, eat fucking shit. Um, uh, and, uh, but, but his last quote um, that he said was, uh, here in the last five days, we've been in a downward trajectory here in Oklahoma City. What you've seen statewide, our numbers that are spiking in Tulsa and a couple of other places in the Northeast, but not here in the metro. Uh, balls in your court, GT Bynum. Uh, G.T. Biden was actually a super spreader after after he kissed Trump on the mouth when he came to town. <laughs> yeah, well, looks well, like you know, G.T. Biden is, you know, Trump is the original super spreader. So true. Well, yeah, I mean, Biden was just uh, following along. You know, he's he's doing what the White House asked him to do. Um, How Biden made the the very, uh, you know, diplomatic decision to be hated by both the conservatives and liberals in Tulsa. But I'm uh, I'm I am uh, redacting any of Oklahoma City's uh, responsibility in this, um, regardless of what Dr. Chisholm has said uh, uh, for show canon, and uh, it's all Tulsa's fault. So you were just mad that Tulsa is the cultural capital of Oklahoma, which yeah. is why Trump if decided if, to if, come okay, there. See, yeah, okay, so you were a cooler city. He would have chosen to come there. Not, <laughs> yeah, he was it up in Tulsa. Oklahoma City. What does it have? What does it have? That big, that big bar downtown. No, no, folks, we don't like it. I've got a bigger building in my hands. Look, look at the driller. He's a big guy. <laughs> we we love our beautiful drillers, don't we, folks? We love them. We love them. We just want to kiss them on the mouth. Uh, um, I, no, you can't. You've been, you're you're done doing Trump for the rest of the episode. You <laughs> you got it out of your system. I'm proud I of you. I did it. I'm not gonna do any more Trump. Fine. That, that's it. My my ten minute sketch is done. Cool, great. So, folks, as you probably know, um, our president, our, our beautiful president, our big beautiful president, uh, decided to come to Tulsa last uh, Friday, two Fridays ago, then changed it to Saturday uh, because of the the racism, um, and uh, shit was uh, not what everybody expected. Um, <laughs> I heard one point one million people were there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Most of them were uh, <laughs> Zoomers and K-pop. Uh. Okay, okay. Before before we whoa, talk, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I just want to say that my house was burned down, and 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 I am dead, and I do not appreciate this. Okay. Mm -mm. I gotta clear up the air on that K-pop stand and Buttigieg campaign staffer horseshit. 
anyone could register for that. <laughs> oh, I definitely did register with like, my current apartment complex's uh, <laughs> customer support email. <laughs> king, king shit. I mean, um, it is literally the same thing as people <laughs> four years ago being like 4chan and Pepe's are getting Trump elected. Oh, now absolutely. it's like, it, oh, K-pop no, stands are taking no, Trump down. Uh, uh, no, Pepe did get, you know, have you never heard of me, Magic? <laughs> I, no, poll is the only reason that Donald Trump is the president. I will stand by that. But so Trump came into town and um, he gave a, a, a buck, buck wild speech. Like I was, I was honestly, like, one I of his best. Shit. One, um, one of his best. It, it was, was great. It was for the record books. Like, Number he, one, they did shows how to drink water like a big boy. That was honestly one of the coolest. Like, like this is a thing that I think ba- almost everybody who does not support Trump doesn't get. Trump got a crowd whipped up in a like fifteen to twenty minute riff <laughs> on how his leather shoes and silk tie made a fake news media story about how he's getting old and can't handle being president. And how saluting too many soldiers made his arm weak. Like, he literally turned that into a riff that people were fucking dying over. That was the <laughs> best part of his speech. And, like, you know... Well, I, think, I think you just didn't understand that he had to explain to the nation... The nation needs to know that he was wearing shoes that didn't have very much traction. So he had to go up the ramp slowly. It was a very slick ramp. Like And, like, honestly, like, it was... It was a good riff. It, it was far and away the best part of his speech... The only part that really landed with any kind of meaningful effect, in my opinion, having watched it, and the fact that he got a bunch of shithead conservatives who were like, America's got to be strong, that's why we're going to raid, invade Iran and burn Isfahan to the ground, we have to kill the Shia uh, threat to America. They got, he got people like that, people who have the smoothest brains imaginable, fucking whipped up over... Him drinking water with one hand. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, you do have to give him credit for that specific thing. The rest of it, yeah. absolutely insane. He he, literally had done no research. No one involved in this had done any research into Tulsa or Oklahoma as a state, right? The first time he talked about oil-producing states in Oklahoma, right? He was like, you know, we got to protect the oil economy to help out states like Texas, <laughs> states like <laughs> Oklahoma, like Okay, motherfucker, canceled. Done with you. Fuck off. <laughs> um, he hated on wind turbines a shit ton, which like to he's, some he's, extent uh, he's had a long time beef with wind turbines, though. Right, but that's the because birds, the, they, that's they be- go after the birds, the views, they mess up the you know, they're ugly, they, they eat up all the wind and they you run out of wind. Yeah, and uh, one of them fell on Trump University, so Oh, did it? Yeah. What oh, hilarious. <laughs> But so I mean, that's like, his real beef. That's definitely his real beef. <laughs> like he clear, like they have done no work to set this up well, which is really fun. Um, yeah, and they I did work. Really... They went in and they tore down all the social distancing stickers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, like okay, that's hard. You have the to pay other... lanyards. You well, you have to have lanyards <laughs> pay you tens and tens of dollars an hour to have them uh, go and take those down. It's very the... difficult. The other work they did is they they made, honestly, like, literally a banger. Absolute fucking banger, right? Pence ends his speech. Trump is supposed to come on immediately afterwards. Of course he doesn't. He comes on 
comes out four songs later. But they made a mashup of Trump quotes and In the End by Linkin Park that he was supposed to come out to. And honestly, honestly, that shit whips. It is so (laughs) cool. I'm hella into it. Everyone should go listen to it. We will find it and post it on the show's (laughs) social media channels at some point. Um, I mean, super fucking. He learned from the best. He's like he knew. He knows a lot about hype. He was like a part of WWE. He knows how to get a crowd going. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. That all changes starting right here and right now. Um, I also think we never said he wasn't a good showman. Yeah, I, I watched it. You know what? I bet, for, I bet for the the six thousand people that did actually make it in there, that was like getting an intimate, up close and personal show with the fucking Rolling Stones. It's like, oh, yeah, damn, I'm you sure got a blessed. yeah, you got like a a rare up close show. It's basically a private concert. I, I think it's also worth putting out, like, like saying, just, just being explicit about it. I don't think it says anything about his fucking re-election that, like, it was a third of the people that showed up uh, that should fill out the BOK Center. Like, Adam, you had mentioned this to me, like, when we were talking about it uh, afterwards. That, or, no, when we were talking about it, like, on the Thursday before or something, where you like, yeah, you'd heard from some some conservatives that you know that they were still afraid of COVID, and, like, the polling bears that out, that most likely people just didn't go like it was really well watched on social media and shit. Like it had like eight million live watchers on YouTube or something. And like Fox News, which is far and away the best, uh, does the best in the ratings for any of the cable news channels. Normally, it gets like two to three million a day. So like, I don't think it really says a whole lot that not a lot of people showed. Well, but it I, was... think it doesn't, I think it doesn't matter that um, it's poorly attended because he's still getting out there having rallies. And, you know, for your average, like, you know, shithead centrist, you're seeing him and you're like, okay, he's out there. Where the hell has Biden been? It doesn't matter that all of the press, it's, you know, it's the, any press is good press. It doesn't matter that everyone's like, oh, Trump is having this big dangerous rally in the midst of COVID time. People are still seeing, oh, he's out there campaigning versus where has Biden been? I guess. Yeah, if but I mean, you have to take- even undecided. You have to take uh, that uh, to the degree also that he's just going to probably kill a large subset of people that go to these rallies. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think at this point, there's, I, I, I said, like, people on the fence, but I think at this point, it's more getting out the vote. And I think it's like Trump has Trump isn't getting more people on his side. It's about getting his people hyped people. up enough to go out in numbers versus Biden being uh, an unexciting enough candidate that enough people just don't vote for. Well, I also want to give uh, a shout out to um, the Zoomers and TikTokers and uh, K-pop community uh, that did flood the fucking registry, right, with 
I mean, it doesn't mean anything. No, it, no, it does credit. mean something significant, actually. Uh, it does mean something because they use those like to add to their voter rolls, right? Like they will literally go and try to contact people who uh, sign up for like these things as like, you know, people who you can absolutely well, so, reliably uh, expect to come out during the election, right? And all no, that data is now absolutely fucked. So, so no, no, it's not. As somebody who, who's done a little bit of data shit like that, it's not. It's fine. It it does At not. At the very least, they have to dig like, through one point one million fucking. No, it, it's really easy. Um, it's really people easy. Have been, like people have been you see, with any sort of online poll or registry, long, long, long before since they named the new Mountain Dew flavor, Hitler did nothing <laughs> wrong. Or got and, some guys online contest right. to Davis. And, and I'm so, not so, downplaying the political implications of that. But the right. other thing, the other thing you have to keep in mind about that, Parker, is those people are not going to engage in any way. And after two or three texts or after two or three emails, they're just not going to be devoting any resources to them. Like it's it's at most a blip. Um, the Trump campaign came out. Uh, Brad Parscale, the guy who just fucked this up royally <laughs> in terms of getting people to show up, was like, "Yeah, this actually helps us. This is going to help us weed out bad data." Because we know a shit ton of people signed up that didn't want to actually go. And there is some truth in that, right? You can get an idea. You can be like, oh, oh okay. Like, number one, weed out every single cell number that's not um, an Oklahoma, Arkansas, Kansas, Missouri, or Texas number, right? Cool. Cancel it. You know it's not helpful. You know it's not useful. You know you're going to catch 0.1% of those people are Trump supporters. But cool. Done. The data is clean now. Um, and even with good data that you have when you're doing campaigning, your contact rate for digital and text outreach, you would be shocked at how low it is. You'd be shocked how low a normal, like a good contact rate is for like door knocking, the one where you're most likely to get people, right? It's like 30%, like you're doing this, fucking like, good. A lot you of know? it feels like this kind of like Gen Xer and older millennial people who are like, oh, it's like the this, the kids are all right fantasy yeah. when really they don't give a shit. Like they're the most, they're, I, and I'm not saying they're, they're gonna go out and vote or anything like that. They're not going to be an engaged like voter generation or anything. And you no, know, absolutely also have to keep not. In mind it's literally it's like, America has devolved to a degree of, you know, uh, the split of, uh, you know, older people who agreed with the civil rights movement and those that didn't, you know, like that's well, the but, entirety yeah. of the voting base now. I, I think something you have to keep in mind, too, there's there's like a, a, um, a, a, a Jeff Stein, I think his name is from WAPO. There's an article by him about um, he signed up for the Trump and the, the Biden stuff just to see the difference. The Trump campaign is insanely aggressive in contacting uh, voters, uh, like potential people who have signed up for anything, right? The Biden sure. campaign is ridiculously dog shit about it for what kind for what you would expect from a campaign operating with the Joe budget Biden's has. sending the emails himself, so like, it takes like, a while. <laughs> it's like it's honestly he's kind of like that. It. Like uh, he's the one he's the one doing the um, the spoke campaign. He's doing it by himself. Um, and and the Trump campaign is ridiculously aggressive, so I wouldn't be surprised if they flip. Carl, you, you, like you're, you're, you're using the lens that that right? signed you're up using for the it. lens of having any type of like rational deductive capability of analyzing this data when they literally were trying to take numbers and like brag about. They set up an entire stage anticipating a million people being. No, there. of course, so of I course. don't I, think no, but, that but anybody Parker, with half of a brain works on that campaign, Carl. Like I can't give that credence to the, in the same direction. No, no, I'm I'm not. Your your no. reasoning capabilities that can that can narrow this down. So I I'm still I'm not, giving I'm the not, kudos out for at the very least fucking with Trump. I'm not I'm not giving any kudos to these people because one to two percent of them are going to get flipped by the content by the contact they get from the campaign because it's super aggressive and that's one of the key ways you get voters to vote for your candidate is just being in their fucking face all the time. 
Like that's that's a key thing for fundraising. That's a key thing for outreach. It's a thing you want to do. If one to two percent of those people are alienated young people who are like the political system is fucking bullshit and they get inundated by Trump shit now, they might actually go out and vote for him. And and that matters on the margins. And so like I I I I have no respect for this campaign that did this. No respect for the people who thought it was a good I mean, idea. Is it, is and it negative respect. Thing? It was just a Twitter It wasn't. Thing, right? It was literally a TikTok meme. Like, well, if you no, really think, if you no, really think some, consumers no, are going to be no, flipped for no, by memeing no, against no, Trump, I think no, that that's like no, pretty no, the, A Buttigieg campaign staffer is a central part of this story, and she thought it would be a viral way to fuck over Trump and sent people to go sign up for his shit, which is literally like, number one, shows you how stupid Democratic uh, campaign consultants are because you know that you want more data. That's like the fundamental thing you want in a campaign. It's good to have more data. It helps you, even if it's bad data, it helps you weed out bad data in the future. It's a Remember- hilarious uh, Blue Judge staffer move, though. Be like, you know, what would own Trump if we got, uh, yeah, if we got him like a million more email signatures. That is the exact same, um, the exact same mindset as like giant holograph Joe Biden over the Grand Canyon. Um, <laughs> But I want to talk about some other stuff that happened Saturday too, which was like the counter protest. Like that shit, Tulsa showed up. Um, and that's something actually that Tulsa can be proud of. Like it is insane that there were probably over 3,000 people to Trump's 6,000 in his rally, over 3,000 people at the block party in Greenwood after this that showed up and were like, yeah, fuck this shit, fuck white supremacy. Greenwood deserves some fucking respect. There were people out there who were saying something that you could go back and listen to on this program, on this program specifically, that I've said repeatedly, that they have to fucking tear down 244 as part of reparations to Greenwood. There were people out there saying that and getting quoted in national media, right? And in a certain sense, I actually am kind of happy the Trump rally happened looking back on it because like, the culture of forgetting that has existed in Tulsa and Oklahoma more broadly for the century since the race massacre, like that shit's dead now. That shit is fucking dead now because it was in national media for over a week, every single day. It was brought yeah, up. I mean, it was I, talked I about. This is the most that I have heard about both the Tulsa race, right? And Juneteenth in like the discourse or just yep. ever. Mm-hmm. And, and that is good. It is good. And it is good to see activity around that. People getting organized. Like Greg Robinson deciding to run for mayor of Tulsa to knock out that yep. shitbag GT Turismo binded. <laughs> Gran Turismo. Um, and it was also really fun to listen to a police scanner during the whole thing. Fucking, fucking donut assholes. Those people are so yeah, stupid. So, so thank you, Trump, for bringing attention to Juneteenth and the Tulsa race riot. Uh, truly uh, a hero. <laughs> Well, so this last Oklahoma story we're going to do, we're going to jump into, we have a bit of a uh, election that's going to happen on uh, Tuesday, uh, June 30th here in Oklahoma, and it is going to be deciding, uh, there, there are some primary races, as Carl noted, but uh, we're basically going to exclusively talk about uh, the Medicaid expansion vote. Um, I also want to talk about the primaries. Come on. <laughs> okay, you can talk about the primaries then. That's uh, we can do that. Um, so basically, what this would be is adopting the ACA Obamacare standards for uh, receiving some federal aid that would expand our Medicaid program in the state. Uh, Medicaid in the state is known as Sooner Care. Um, and so that is just, you know, it would, it would essentially right now it's open to low income residents, children, 
parents of children under 19, pregnant women, blind people, disabled, elderly people, um, about 20% of Oklahoma's population, as it turns out, which is one in five, which is actually a shitload of people. Uh, and this would just bring more people under that umbrella, uh, including people who were uh, too poor to uh, right now afford uh, health insurance, which, um, you know, I, I know there's a lot of pie in the sky stuff we talk about in this show and a lot of idealism that happens and a lot of uh, accelerationism and doomerism that happens. But Medicaid expansion in the state of Oklahoma is one of those things say and point to where it's just like no give them it's it's like if pbs runs on an expansion ad like no i want them to get the grant or or schools i don't really even give a shit if they're wasting it all i i yeah yeah, just nothing wrong with having more money for medicaid yeah it just it make make more people eligible and more because yeah i i would so much rather us spend it on that shit than a, a penny of it go to police or judges or uh, executive administrative assistance or trump rallies or stupid shit oh we've got we've got a solid plan for that coming up in the conservative reading list that we'll get to later but well the long and short of it is is that um i want to advocate everybody to go vote um the medicaid expansion is always important um, and it's 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 something that's crucial to bringing people who are right now disenfranchised back into the fold. Uh, further, uh, if you just if you're an Oklahoma resident, you just throw on into uh, uh, the Oklahoma portal. Uh, you just if you just Google uh, Oklahoma election portal, it'll pop right up. It's the Oklahoma voter portal. It's a .gov, so you'll be able to tell. You go right in there, put in your name, your last name, your date of birth. It'll pull you right out. Uh, you can get a login there and then you can look at it's sample ballots and uh, see your voter registration status and everything. It's actually rather intuitive. I'm very happy to say that they've actually stepped into the 21st century, but um, it is, uh, uh, you know, crucial that, you know, making these things pass. I was in Muskogee, um, I guess last Thursday for work and we were driving up and down kind of the main strip in Muskogee, uh, heading to the courthouse and, Man, saw a lot of vote no signs out in Muskogee. And so we really wanted to bring this up and talk about it here because Medicaid expansion is, like said, crucial to bringing those disenfranchised peoples back into the fold. I, I think there's also a couple other things I want to mention about Medicaid expansion. Uh, the first is that it brings a lot of federal money back to Oklahoma. Um, a lot of states that are very similar to Oklahoma, especially southern, other southern states, tend to be net receivers of federal money. Oklahoma is actually not. Um, Oklahoma is one of the rare, um, poor, poor bottom-of-the-barrel states that is a net um, giver of money to the federal government. This is one of the key ways to correct that balance and bring it back to where we're getting more money in. We need more money, like we do, Oklahoma does, and the match is 9 to 1. Um, another thing that is is really important, I think, to mention is that this is on this ballot for the same reason that medical marijuana was not on the general election ballot back in 2016. Um, It's because the Republicans that control when that kind of stuff happens are afraid that it will drive turnout. Um, Given that it's a primary, turnout's going to be pretty fucking low anyways, right? Turnout is always low for anything that's not a presidential election or to a lesser extent a midterm. And so 
they're putting it here to keep Democratic voters out. Um, and an important part of that is that it is um, it looks like it's going to pass going into it, um, which is good. Now, it looks like it's going to pass because uh, but, you know, that doesn't mean anything if we don't fucking go vote for it. I've checked my uh, voter registration and voting. My absentee ballot has been received by Tulsa, by the Tulsa County Election Board. So my vote is in for it already. Your vote should be, too. Um and I've seen some good news from at Oki Polls. Y'all should follow at Oki Polls. If you don't know them, at Oki Polls is tight as fuck. Really great uh, Twitter account. Um, and it looks like there's a lot of fucking absentee balance that have already, uh, absentee and early votes that have already gone in, about 125 to 130,000. Um, and it, it's, it's very heavily spread Democratic. 53% Democratic to 40% Republican. Um, so we can do this thing. Um, there's literally nothing bad about Medicaid expansion. Uh, we need to fucking do it. It's really important. It just means that poor people who need fucking healthcare get it. Like literally no one loses except for rich assholes. Like win-win. Mm -hmm. Um, oh no, you're going to so take go, some money away question, from St. John's and Ascension. Oh no. Hillcrest <laughs> isn't going to make as much money. Oh. Um, and it and it will very importantly for Oklahoma for all of our rural listeners. Medicaid expansion is the lack of Medicaid expansion is a key reason why basically all hospitals that aren't Indian hospitals have been shutting down in rural Oklahoma. Um, yep. And terrible for rural Oklahomans. Terrible. This policy of not expanding it. Obviously, it'd be best if we get Medicare for all, but you know we'll get that soon. Uh, anyways, and then we can not worry about the fucking Medicaid expansion. Um, all right. Well, let's roll on to the conservative reading series for the week. Wait, wait. I got some elections oh, I want to oh, talk oh, about. Oh, God damn it, Adam. Keep going. Go, go, go. Yeah. So uh, there's one There's one election I want to highlight. Um, there's a few, but there's one I want to highlight first, and that's for House District 88. This might be you, Parker, actually. Mm -hmm. um, it's in between, like, uh, House District 88 is roughly north of 13th, in Oklahoma City, west of 235 and south and east of I-44. There's a little bit, there's a little bleed over some other places. There's some other districts in there too, but that's almost all of it, right? So like one of the most progressive parts it's, of the state. It's pretty you know? close to me, yeah. This is like the Paseo district, the Asia district, right? Mm -hmm. um, that kind of shit. Midtown, so, yeah. Mid Midtown, it's Midtown, right? The only good part of Oklahoma City that shouldn't be burned to the ground. Um, and we've got a competitive Democratic primary between... Won the current seat holder, Representative Dunnington. Uh, this dude won the election back in 2012 for the seat. He's run unopposed every time since, and he won it by like a 40-point split, right? This is a very safe Democratic seat, right? Now, this fucking Representative Dunnington, this, this fucking dunce, let's put it that way, um, really believes in like working across the aisle. Um, he recently had a tweet where he was like, Bernie and Trump, they're the same. They're like fake populists. They just want to like sow division. And that's fucking bullshit. So number one, fuck you, Representative Dunnington. Go to fucking hell. You're a piece of shit. Bernie and Trump, not the same. They're not both fucking that asshole sounds, narcissists. Sounds like a sensible man who is not opposed to compromise in order to get things done. Yeah, which um, has not let <laughs> Democratic representatives do anything since the 2018 elections. Ah, great. Um, He's being challenged by a really cool candidate, Mari Turner. She'd be the first Muslim member of the state legislature. Uh, she's also queer. And perhaps uh, what I think is the coolest, she's been endorsed by Ilhan Omar, right? Like, Mari Turner, cool as hell. Check her out. It would be super cool to have somebody 
wearing you know the headdress um in the state legislature and whenever like some crazy republicans in the state legislature are like actually muslims and care in the great state of oklahoma want to impose shakira law to have somebody be like yeah bro that's like fucked up man <laughs> like you can't say that to me directly that's that's fucked up and also to get them to have to deal with rule changes related to hats and letting her wear a thing like it'll piss a shit ton of people off she's running on a great uh, platform and she's trying to knock off a a fucking shithole democrat who's just been an asshole right um so just saying something to think about if you live in that part of oklahoma city um there's another important primary race in house district one that's tulsa's congressional seat it's also bartlesville and a couple outlying areas not all of them but a a, a couple um kojo asamoah caesar he is uh the leader leading candidate in that primary he's really tight he's a first generation american the son of immigrants from ghana he wants to cancel student debt he wants housing for all universal health care ton of cool stuff like that um, so check out Kojo. I really like Kojo. He's been a really powerful voice for Black Tulsans and North Tulsa for Greenwood. And he's running on a really great platform. So go check him out. Um, the Tulsa Democratic Party has loved nothing more than running uh, shit libs and being like, oh, no, why can't we win a seat in Tulsa? And it'd be really cool to try a progressive and see if we can up those numbers from what they normally are. Um, the last one uh, is the Senate primary. It all sucks. The Senate primary sucks. It's terrible. There's no good candidate to beat Inhofe. I think James Inhofe will remain in office until like 2050 or something. Um, it's really, going to be hooked up. They're getting the same doctors that did Cheney to hook him up to a robot heart. Yeah. Um, the only thing that'll get him is if he is if he crashes a plane, since his family likes to do that. Um, we're we're allegedly gonna... <laughs> likes to do that. No, no, that did happen. I'm not saying he should. I'm not for it. I'm just saying it runs the family. Um, but um, it looks like we're going to be stuck with Inhofe. And I, I also want to just hate on the state Democratic Party for only running people not from Tulsa. Like, Lankford is an Oklahoma City person. Inhofe is a Tulsa per person. Inhofe is grooming Scott Pruitt, who's a Tulsa person, to run for his seat. Like, if, if the Democratic Party is so inept that they can't pick uh, somebody from the Tulsa Metro to run for the fucking seat of the senator who's like, hey, I take care of our second city, right? That's what I focus mm -hmm. on. Like, that's just how fucking stupid they are. Um, and the Which, last thing, you know, yeah, yeah. very dumb. <laughs> um, and the candidates all fucking suck. Uh, the candidates, not a good candidate on the Dem side. Vote, vote how you want to. I, maybe Abby Broyles is the best option. No one's going to beat him, though. So it doesn't really matter who you vote for. Um. If you want to hear about other races, Nondoc has basically covered every race. Um, so go check out their website if you want to hear about you, a race in your district, a race in your area. Frontier also has some good coverage of, of more local races. And the last thing, this is, this is for the November election. Um, at some point soon, the petition to get state question 807 on the November ballot is going to start going around. The Supreme Court approved it, and that's for legal marijuana. Um, it looks like it's going to be a heavy lift to get all those signatures, but uh, make sure you fucking sign that because it'd be tight as hell if Oklahoma got legal weed. Um, that's all. That's all the electoral news for the days, guys. All right, let's move on to the conservative reading series. Someone who is a little bit uh, less on board with Oklahoma's Medicaid expansion is Representative State Representative Mark LePac, who has an editorial with our favorite paper, The Oklahoman. Point of view, Oklahoma can't afford Medicaid expansion. Can can you describe him? 
<laughs> um, so it kind of looks like pretty good. It kind of looks like if you took a big old black forest ham and uh, plopped uh, like a, 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 a really shitty wig on it and put glasses on. Um, good luck, getting... fella. Oh. I'm getting I'm getting real Lovecraftian fish person vibes <laughs> out of him, you know. Yeah, kind of like it. Kind of looks. He's got a very like blob-like visage. Um, looks like he's melted a little bit. Uh, yeah, that chin is definitely uh, fish-like. But you know, in spite of advocating against it, maybe better Medicaid could help him try and fix whatever's going on there. But not to body shame. We'll get into the actual meat of the story. <laughs> uh, no pun for the ham either. <laughs> Uh, Mark LePac begins, If your priority is the education of Oklahoma's children, you should be worried sick that state question 802, which would expand Medicaid, might pass on June 30th. It would add a feature of Obamacare to our already bloated state constitution, never to be altered again except by another vote of the people. Can I, can I put in on that really fast? <laughs> no. no. Um, you, we cannot. The constitution is immutable. The constitution of our state can never be questioned. So uh, Oklahomans should have a few questions answered before they vote, like whether health outcomes improved in other states that expanded. They didn't. Whether no. rural hospitals continues to close. They did. Or whether the same states are trying to figure out how to exit the program or reduce benefits because cost estimates were significantly understated. They are. Run. Uh, yeah, I don't, there's, there's not really any source information here, um, I mean, the but best I don't have any source... information myself, so I can't yeah. dispute him. So yeah, he the wins. best source you could possibly have is just two words in parentheses. Like, they did. They are. Yeah. Like, like what, what, what more, like, compelling refutation rhetorically could you ever have? Well, so the reason he brought up that constitutional thing is that, like, every state question that Oklahomans pass that isn't a constitutional amendment and does something good, people like him who are in the state legislature immediately repeal it. <laughs> so he's like, fuck, I can't get rid of this because they're doing it in a way that will keep me from doing it. Fuck. <laughs> Mentioned like our already bloated state constitution, like how that's as if that's like a budget too. just like, we can't afford all these pages on the constitution. <laughs> it's, it's too heavy for me to carry around anymore. So he goes on, expansion proponents rarely address the enormous costs Oklahomans will shoulder if state question 802 passes or how we will pay for it. Just this spring, a $416 million revenue failure caused by depressed oil and gas markets and the COVID-19 shutdown resulted in using about half the state's savings. No. Therefore, there was, a, there was a massive pandemic. Therefore, we should not expand Medicare. <laughs> Galaxy brain take. <laughs> Furthermore, the budget for the 2021 fiscal year had a $1.3 billion hole. Got to balance those budgets. Uh, the legislator closed the gap with savings, some much criticized bonding, and a 4% average budget cut across state agencies. Education was cut about 2.5%, which meant other agencies were cut much more. A similar budget picture is expected next session. The governor even vetoed his own funding request for Sooner Care 2.0, the less expensive version of Medicaid expansion, because massive unemployment is swelling the non-expanded Medicaid population. So yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good argument for not expanding Medicaid is more people will need it uh, in the wake of this crisis and all of the unemployment that follows. 
So it will cost us more if no, we do No, 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 no. People, if they need to work hard enough, they'll be supply and demand. And so that's it. They'll go to work or they'll die. I mean, that's like literally the only choice you have. I, I don't hope care we just if it's go, a global pandemic. I hope we go full Calvinism with this and just be like, if you die, you were meant to. That's just... You know, well, so... You, you just I, weren't meant to have health care. It's predetermined at birth whether or not you get health care. Totally, totally random number. Uh, the Oklahoma Department of Corrections and uh, the state-level police arm of the state government uh, have a budget of about $1.7 billion, you know, just just, just sitting around, you know. Just, well, I like how and he gets a number there. more later, but this whole article is framed as if the only options are to not do Medicaid or it comes out of education. <laughs> just like, these are the only, it's just like, Wow, if we expand Medicaid, this money's going to have to come from somewhere. The education budget's going to be split. And it's like, yeah, no, we can take that from other places, too. Uh, but he doesn't even dare to mention taking it away from the precious highway patrol. <laughs> Well, uh, so I think the the really cool thing is that like if like uh, the Oklahoma Council of Public Affairs that like I think that's what it's called like that right wing fucking yeah, yeah. shitbag. Uh, it's the OCP think tank. Um, if they wrote that, it'd be like we're proposing this as policy. Since he's a state rep, he's saying he will take away education money if we expand Medicaid. Yeah, that's yeah, what no, he's saying right. he'll do. This is direct a threat. threat to education. Like, yeah. I will take if you want something to be better. I will take from something else to make it worse. Yeah, um, not going to touch that one point eight, one point seven billion dollars in uh, law enforcement. You know, not yeah, going to yeah, touch absolutely. that. Why well, why would you? We're about to get into some weeds here, some real long shit. Um, it goes on, but let's look at a few specifics. Proponents point out that we will bring our federal dollars home with a nine to one federal state match. Seems like a good deal. That's a lot of federal money coming in. True statement. He acknowledges. Just, just true statement. Okay, yeah. well, I um, hope you have a pretty big uh, thing in the ballpark to knock this one down there, Cotton. Actually, there's actually a rule in the Oklahoman that you have to start by fastidiously agreeing with the point before dunking on it with some conservative bullshit. Uh, quote-unquote dunking. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, however, they also claim the expansion population will be about 200,000 people, costing us about $200 million. Actually, up to 628,000 will be eligible with a price tag of 370 million. That's that seems like a good return getting more people on healthcare for less money. Yeah, getting what uh, like 3.6 billion dollars from the federal government. More than triple the amount of people covered for less than half the cost. Seems like a great deal to me. 200,000 people at 200 million and then 630,000 people at 370 million? Yeah. Uh, that seems like a great, uh, you're getting some good return there. No, no, because if you spend that money, then you don't have it to spend on other things, like putting those same people in jail. <laughs> of course, yeah, you gotta, you got to fund, uh, you know, their their prison sentences at 10 times more than their healthcare costs. Um, I mean, like, so, quick thing, too, there, like, that, that amount of money that that match brings in is something, like, Half of the state budget. It's like, pretty ludicrous, actually. It is a huge amount of money, um, like to bring into the state. Like, you don't want to fucking bring that money in. It's free money. It of uh, nine. Uh, money. Yeah, no, nine. Not only is it free money, but you probably could like loophole it around somewhere. Like, I don't. 
Like this is a 900% return on investment. That's a pretty good number. (laughs) We could get nine times as much money for this if we spend it on healthcare, but we could get a tank if we spend it on the police. So, (laughs) what's better? Um, So when, quote, free healthcare is advertised, what should we anticipate from the eligible? And those numbers are just first-year expenses, but I don't that don't contemplate the rising costs of healthcare, nor the federal government's habit of shifting costs to the state. That, you know, just you got to worry about the monkey's paw of getting federal government money because they might expect you to uh, use it for the thing that it's for. Consider our experience with the existing Medicaid program. From 2003 to 2018, Oklahoma's share of Medicaid expenses grew from uh, $715 million to $2.2 billion. Uh, at the same time, we went from 649,000 enrollees to more than a million. We are spending three times as much for less than twice the people. Furthermore, in 2003, Oklahoma was responsible for 29.9% of its Medicaid costs. In 2018, that number was 41.8%. Seems like we could really use some money. Yeah, sounds like we would want uh, uh, some, some federal money to help, help make up that, that cost. But with that track record, the nine to one match from the feds will become eight to two, then seven to three, and so on. Which it's flawless logic there. Um, pretty also, soon, pretty soon it'll be one to nine. We'll be paying nine times as much. I mean, still, even if it goes down, we're winning. We're getting more money. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> With an increasing federal debt and federal and deficit spending, does anyone think they won't continue to shift more and more costs to states in the future? Um, Can we talk about how one out of more than one out of every four Oklahomans have to be on the poor people health care? What are you doing with your time <laughs> in the legislature, you fucking asshole? That seems like a that seems like you all are doing bad. Most of those federal programs like don't really shift costs to states in the future because they're four states that can't pay for their own costs, like Oklahoma, or at least refuse to. Yeah, all in all, done as better. Well, and he's just complaining. He's doing the thing where he brings up the deficit, which stupid people are, are see that we are in debt and are like, that's bad. And yeah, it's just like, uh, we, we can't be in more debt, then that means things are more bad, regardless right, exactly, of what the outcomes because... of that debt are. And even then, it's because definitely the average taxpayer feels what what that debt means, you know, and it resonates down to their their individual soul, which is why conservatives continue to talk about it. How do it affect them, though? Like, taxes, I mean, there's not a whole lot of connection between your taxes and how big the deficit is. I'm I'm, I'm memeing, Lassie, but continue. So LePac uh, closes out here. There are only a, a few ways to cover the bill. This is where he makes his, uh, his like binary option of you have to defund the schools. Raise taxes or fees. Economic downturns are the worst time to do those. Cut state budgets or both. If state question 802 passes with no funding mechani- mechanism identified, then it will be up to the legislator to figure out. And we will there take your homes and burn your crops and sell yeah, your children <laughs> to slavery to fund it. This is literally a threat. He's like, if this passes, we'll have to find a way to pay for it, and I will take it out of your children's schools. There are many reasons to defeat State Question 802. You didn't really list any. Like, aside <laughs> from the fact that it costs money, it's not like the, you know most of the reasons seem pretty good to pass it. 
but costs alone ought to be enough. That's the only thing you've mentioned. If we do our homework on the experiences of other states, again, which you did not bring up or cite or mention any other case, we won't follow them on this fool's errand. And maybe education will be spared more budget cuts. Maybe. Maybe. That, that, that I mean, maybe is so powerful. He's literally saying, that's, that's I might cut it either way. Yeah, <laughs> he brings up education spending goes right at the end. It's like, and maybe education. It's just like there's no connection that education has to be the thing that gets cut aside from him saying, we will do it specifically. Again, um, again, just close half of our prisons and we won't have to spend, we will cover the budget hole, literally, with the numbers you put out. Just close half the prisons. That's it. Literally today. Uh, yeah, we're done. Uh, cool. Mark, Mark LePac proving once again why, uh, who represents District 9, proving that Claremore is a godless shithole. And I, a can, I can place. actually agree to that. I can actually yep. totally agree to that. All right, guys. As always, our Twitter is at Red Star Over OK. We also have a Facebook page and a subreddit. You can listen on SoundCloud and iTunes, as well as most other places podcasts are found. Any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns can be sent to our email, redstaroverok at gmail.com. Please tell your friends about us and write and review on iTunes. Thanks, everybody. Have a nice week. Bye.